HSBC Business Editions Minat. Hello and welcome to this series of podcasts hosted by HSBC in Minat. Over the course of this series, you'll be hearing from regional business owners, HSBC leaders and market experts on themes such as building back stronger from crisis, digital economies, future cities, outlooks and sustainability. The Power of Partnership series from HSBC and City Possible is pioneered by MasterCard. And in this, the second episode, which is called Digitizing Municipalities and Unlocking Value, we hear from Noor Adhami, Regional Head of Global Liquidity and Cash Management, Minat, at HSBC. But first, it's Salim Ergos, Vice President, Business Development, Middle East and Africa, at MasterCard. You may know us as a brand that is on the same piece of plastic in your wallet. Uh, but we don't actually issue cards ourselves. Our partners like HSBC do. And increasingly, we are using the learnings that we have from running a global payments network to address the new and unprecedented challenges facing not only our client financial institutions, but also local and national governments. In this year, which is a very difficult year for, for everybody, we are very honored and privileged to have had the opportunity to work with more than 300 government programs across the world uh, in response to COVID-19 in relation to social disbursements, data insights, cybersecurity products, and advisory. Uh, I'd like to discuss with you a framework that we uh, employ um, when dealing with uh, digital roadmap-related projects with governments. And to set the stage, as you know, today a majority of payments globally continues to be made in cash. Indeed, in NIA, where we are uh, living, more than 90% of all transactions are still in cash. And cash prevalence increases the risk of inefficiencies in the financial system. It increases the shadow of economy, causes missed tax revenues, causes financial exclusion, and increases the possibilities of crime and corruption. And providing only a payment channel with cash also causes additional costs for citizens and businesses to make those payments. They need to travel to other physical location, wait in lines, sometimes in conditions which are not ideal, especially given the, the current realities. Um, so providing digital channels for payments helps reducing cash usage inefficiencies and, and drives economic growth. In fact, we believe that um, cash prevalence increases uh, uh, decreases the GDP by 1% to 3%. What we do is really look at this on a, on a structured manner with sitting with a government uh, on municipality or government-owned business, and we map the cash flows in a given ecosystem. It could be a city, a government ministry, or even an entire economy, and prioritize the introduction of digital channels uh, to the various flows that are being under, uh, under review. We bring in partners such as banks, MNOs, technology integrators to facilitate implementation of a secure and holistic new payments ecosystem, prioritizing those flows. So cities are forced with an urgent call to action to keep people safe while supporting livelihood and local economies. So one example um, we have done with the beautiful city of Beirut just before the onset of COVID is that we have helped this, uh, to open up a digital payments channel for the municipality um, of Beirut that enables them to collect payments digitally from citizens, residents, visitors, instead of just uh, you know asking them to come to, to a physical location for for cash collections. 
So that has definitely helped the city to kind of navigate the COVID situation better. My last example is actually from the UAE. It's around financial inclusion. And um, it's an interesting initiative that we have launched with about 15 banks in the UAE. Um, we created a digital wallet ecosystem, um, and the brand name of it is Clip. The idea is that everybody should be able to have access to a digital wallet that is simple to use um, and doesn't require all of onboarding KYC, but definitely requires some level of KYC that be comfortable with. And through this e-wallet, um, everybody in the country can be included to the financial ecosystem. Um, so in the, he, we basically recently partnered with Emirates Digital Wallet, and um, this is powered by the digital wallet ecosystem. It, closer, uh, it brings the country closer to its cashless future. The solution will further create opportunities for for the country's 1.3 million unbanked residents, and it provides a platform for them to become part of the financial system. And this is the true testament to the power of partnership as the UAE's financial leaders came together to help to realize the country's vision of a cashless future. I'd like to hand over to Noor now. Thank you. I thought we would start with some of the key themes that we are addressing in HSBC, and I, and I, and I feel and I believe that the public sector is just like the private sector in terms of its needs and requirements for digitization, efficiency, and, and speed. Uh, so, so we address them both in the same vein and in the same way, albeit that some, sometimes execution on the public sector side is, is done slightly, slightly differently. Uh, so I thought let me start with talking about the main three focus areas for us in the bank. And uh, starting with the, the main themes, uh, enhancing digital solutions. And when we say digital solutions, what we're trying to address is improving visibility at your end, enhancing speed and efficiency of transactions. So if you think of what happens in your treasury shop, in your treasury factory, we want to take away all of the labor-intensive processes and allow your people and you to focus on value-adding uh, tasks. Uh, which means that we want to take away all of the pain points from your treasury day-to-day -day activities and, uh, and give you this time back to spend on something that is more meaningful and more exciting. So I would just pick up, for example, real-time payments, which is, which is a key milestone that we are working on with all of the central banks across the region to ensure that domestic payments are done instantly and that HSBC is a key player in terms of uh, being part of that eco ecosystem. Uh, moving on to the second theme, uh, which is embracing emerging technologies. And when we say emerging technologies, we're basically talking about APIs, which is, um, which is now uh, the, the most uh, discussed topic in, in all of the platforms on digitization. And what we're trying to, to do is allow you to connect to our platforms uh, in, a, in a seamless, uh, instant uh, way and move away from legacy platforms, which used to take us four to seven weeks to onboard clients uh, onto. And now we can instantly uh, do that through, through a simple API, um, uh, API call. And the second area is about machine learning and AI. And, and it's also a theme that is, is, is coming up nowadays because data 
is the is the is the new gold in this age and lots of corporates definitely public sector entities sit on lots of data that is not being utilized in the best way and what we're trying to do here is to make that data work for you and 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 how can you make the best use out of it and if i would use an example of how we use our data in the financial sector uh, we look at sanction screening, for example, which is one of the biggest um, challenges for banks in terms of ensuring that we play our part in fighting financial crime. Uh, it was a very tedious manual process in, 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 the, in the olden days, as we say. But now, with the help of AI and machine learning, we are able to utilize uh, the data in a smarter way, and we've reduced the false positives. Uh, and now we can we can confidently say that we've seen significant improvement in turnaround time simply because the data is there, the machine is getting smarter, and it's helping us to focus on on the alerts that require our attention. So this is just one example of how we're applying um, AI and machine learning in in the banking in the banking sector to promote digital. We were trying to understand how much time it takes us to process uh, some of the checks. Uh, that we issue for our clients. And we, we did a study um, and, and collated the data from uh, the, the key markets where we operate uh, over a period of one year to see how many checks we've issued and processed at our counters. And you would be surprised that when we've done this study and you stack all of these checkbooks on top of one another, the actual number and if you, if you want to think of it in terms of height, it's 44 times the height of Burj Khalifa. Uh, this is uh, the actual uh, number of checks that if you stack them up, this is how high our checkbook tower would go, uh, just putting together the, 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 the checks from those key markets uh, over a period of one year. And, and I can only think about the number of people who are involved in printing those uh, checkbooks, distributing them to clients, uh, processing them at our counters and, and all of that. So definitely it's a, it's, a massive, it's a massive win for us and for our clients. 2020 was uh, a very unique year for all of us. And I think as advocates for technology and digitization, the one, the one benefit I would say of COVID, and uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to, to, to happen ever again, uh, but the one silver lining that we've had in all of this is that it created the right opportunity and the right environment for lots of corporates, including those in the public sector that were sitting on the fence to, to kind of embrace technology and digitization uh, because there was no other option, simply. And we're very glad as a bank that we were able to support all of your needs during this tough period. And the numbers do speak for themselves. Uh, we've seen uh, a significant drop in checks issued, 24%. Manual payments went down by 62%. HSBC Net, which is our uh, web portal for uh, transaction banking, 134% increase year on year when it comes to enablement. And then, of course, mobile transactions have, have gone up significantly simply because everyone wanted to do, uh, to do banking on the go. Uh, people were trapped at home, and uh, the mobile was the only way by which you can uh, do your banking. Thank you, Noura, and thanks, Selim, for the excellent presentation. I, I have a few questions. My first question is to Selim, and just want to understand 
you know, during the uh, pandemic. How has MasterCard's partnership with the governments, government entities evolved? So we, we definitely did our best to, first of all, reach out using our extensive contacts in the Ministry of Economy, Finance, Central Banks, and other government bodies. And as Nurosa mentioned, really to listen to the pain points, which are very acute at, at a given point of time. Um, and since we are a financial technology company, focusing on, on that aspect, but not only. So we kind of played an advisory role in a number of cases, providing data insights of what's really happening in the economy, as we can see basically all digital payments that are happening in a given country, and uh, that helps to formulate policy and other responses by that city or government, as well as technical support in dispersing funds to citizens who are in need of those funds, and also announced that uh, we want to include uh, up to a billion people to, uh, financially, uh, into the financial system by 2025, extending our commitment from 500 million to 1 billion people, actually. And one example that comes to my mind is, is we partner with, uh, with a bank, uh, Bank of Allah and National Bank of Pakistan, to provide a safe and convenient online payment solution through which uh, people can donate to the Prime Minister's COVID uh, pandemic relief fund. So that was done actually within a couple of days, actually. That's just one example. And I, ha- I have a question uh, to my colleague Noor uh, around the similar uh, subject. How, Noor, how do you see government entities in their pursuit of digitalization, both internally for their operations and externally for their com- communities. Um, thank you, Aziz. I think, as I said earlier, the, the government entities have the same challenges uh, that the, the private sector has in terms of the need to digitize and enhance efficiencies. But I think there's a, there's a bigger role and a social responsibility towards doing that as well. Because if I want to take just a simple example of um, the the index of ease of doing business in any market. So today for any new investors, foreign investors who decide to come into a new new country, one of the first things that they look at is the World Bank uh, index and rating of that country in terms of the ease of doing business. And if you go into the 10 sub-indices in there, you will see that every point talks about time and complexity, time and complexity of various Things. To give you an example, dealing with construction permits, uh, getting electricity up and running, paying taxes. And if digital doesn't play a role in making all of these things become better, then I don't know what would. So, so obviously, digitization in the public sector is important across all functions, including the finance one. Thank you very much, Noor. Thanks for your excellent response. Um, Selim, I, I, I have a second question, and uh, I think, you know, the context of the question is a, a fairly popular theme, public and private sector partnership. So wh- what do you think about, what do you think are the pain points and challenges in the digital, digital economy in terms of public-private sector partnership? What do you think the opportunities are and where do they lie ahead in the future? I think this is an increasingly important uh, topic. The world is, I think, bigger than just a single company or an entity. We all have to kind of work together to make things happen. And I think in the current uh, environment, it basically probably accelerated this trend and underscored how important it is for us to make the digital economy work for for everyone and everywhere. So uh, it is actually an opportunity to explore where the world can look 
better post-COVID and accelerate important uh, digital uh, transformations. Um, I think the key word there is acceleration. And during this process, uh, there are various elements of making a change in the public sector, as our public sector colleagues would know very well. One is the policy angle. Uh, the, the government and can actually set the policies and regulations that govern the uh, infrastructure. And the other one is technical there, where parties come together and try to make uh, a project happen in, in terms of digital transformation. And the third layer is really adaptation of that by, by the, uh, the target segments, which are the citizens, residents, and other visitors of, that, um, of the city or government. So I think in all these three layers, there is a, there is a big possibility and opportunity to work together um, by, by participants of the private sector as well as public sector. And this is at MasterCard something that we are good at. We bring parties together. We are a network company that connects the thousands of banks to each other with standards and rules. And we have actually, in each of the projects that I mentioned, we always bring a banking partner a technology integrator, a project management office together and basically uh, conduct these projects. We also have the opportunity to give inputs to various policy decisions that the government has done during this time and previously. And again, I think that's, that's a very good approach by various governments to have a more consultative approach in terms of formulating policy. But yes, I absolutely see a lot of opportunities and I think it's, this is a necessity to work together in, in making these changes happen. We are almost at an end of our allocated time, so I just want to extend our very heartfelt and sincere thanks to our speakers today for their very interesting and excellent presentations and insights. Thank you very much. That's it for this edition of HSBC Business Editions. Subscribe now to be updated on latest episodes. We look forward to welcome you to the next episode.